Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments for 365 days by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. Hello! Jake, that's me, Jasmine. Hi! And Isaac. Happy anniversary! Yeah! <laughs> Isaac sounds like a Flintstones monster. <laughs> you thought your job was hard. Name five Flintstones monsters. Pterodactyl. <laughs> not, we're not doing that. This is our one-year anniversary. This is our one-year anniversary. Every year for one year, we've talked about Flintstones monsters. <laughs> Some will call them dinosaurs. We disagree. They're monsters. Now, remember your first memory of... And then relay your first memory of being on Grand Moff Talk on Isaac. Go. I remember... Now, Riley... <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I can't do that today. <laughs> I remember the being here. We we recorded our Phantom Menace <laughs> episode too. before our intro, so right off the bat we got to a recording out of order. <laughs> and you'll find that's a theme. If you that is the true. That, that is a theme. That makes yeah. me happy. Riley, what what's your like first memory of doing the show? Uh speaking of Grand Moth talking, or no, speaking of Peter Cushing, that's Why what you did said. We- ah! Let's do it out of order and start over and do that. Okay. Speaking of Peter Cushing. Hey, guys. (laughs) It's the one-year anniversary of Grand Moff Talkin'. And uh, hopefully we inserted that somewhere. Sure. Have we told the story of how my grandma's pelvis brought us together? Yep. Have we told that story? We have not told that story on the podcast. That's the most insane sentence I've ever heard. So let's. I love that sentence, though. Please. So I love hearing about Grandma's pelvis. Grandma's pelvis. (laughs) Delicately created, long from discussion. The. (laughs) This is all staying in. So I'll 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 tell the short version. So uh, please do not. My grandma hurt herself, and she was in the hospital. And Riley and I are vaguely related, being he's married to my cousin, so we have the same grandmother. Me and his cousin. His cousin. Wait, his well, grandma buddy. is your cousin? <laughs> no. It gets weird in the Rexsteiner household. Um, <laughs> so we ended up, like, this was after Rogue One had come out, and Jake and I had talked about it. We were friends from before. <laughs> from before. <laughs> Just from before. Yeah. Yep. That's what I think of you, my friend from before. And Some nebulous point in time. Yeah. Jake and I were people who uh, like to give our opinions on the internet. Sure and so we're, we're like, what better way to do that than do a podcast? But we we didn't know how to do it. No. Not, actually, we knew how to do it. We, we just tried don't do stuff. to do it for a while by handwritten correspondence. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. Listenership <laughs> suffered. Yeah, it, it really like nobody was listening to our letters at all. Now we did not read them out loud yep. into any kind of recorded media or to ourselves. We tried to train our pets to, train to get dragons? on David Letterman, <laughs> and that didn't work either. And then we decided to befriend Riley Bowman. Yeah, and so I was at the hospital, and me and Riley were talking. In that hospital room, and we're like, "Hey, what don't- kind of uh, brief follow-up question? What kind of talking were you doing in the hospital room?" It was not yet grandma talking. Not yet. Ah, it's a that, shame. That comes later. <laughs> Bad Bane, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> we're just gonna recycle all the jokes today. Every joke we've ever done episode. is right here. <laughs> it's on the table, the podcast table. <laughs> so, 
Okay. <laughs> Computer. Riley and I were just like chewing the fat about, hey, do you like Rogue One? Yeah, I like so Rogue One. So you were in your grandmother's hospital room <laughs> chewing yes. her fat. There was other people talking to her, so we weren't like being rude in the <laughs> okay. morning. So she was, was in the hospital gonna... room and you were like, okay, grandma, Riley, I'm sorry that you're sick, but... <laughs> Riley will, will restore the humanity to our character as we go through this conversation. But eventually, we you're got on the subject of podcasting and... We're both like, hey, we love Star Wars and we want to do a podcast. And I'm like, I'll have to keep that in mind. And then after that, I was going to see Rogue One anyway because we were up in Columbus. And I'm like, hey, like, Riley, you want to go see Rogue One too? And, and he's he like, wait, the sequel's out? <laughs> and that's the kind of banter we do on the game I'm talking. And he asked his wife permission and she said yes. <laughs> Barely. Just like the per- we, you know how close we were to not going to see Rogue One? She this really did not want to go see Rogue is One. It's a flashpoint moment. I know. So while your grandmother's pelvis brought us together, my wife almost broke us apart before we started. Is there more to this story than what you just said? Friend of the show, Chelsea? She did not want to go, but then she's like, all right, fine, let's go. But she was integral to our most popular episode. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) So we went to Rogue One, and wouldn't you know, there just so happened to be a couple people there. Yeah, One person was on our trip to celebration with us, and one person was also on the trip to celebration with us. And that man is staring at my eyes right now. It was Jake. Jake, oh! this is where you come in. I don't remember seeing Rogue One with Riley ever. We didn't know each other. Then. Nope. We <laughs> talked. We talked to each other for like one minute after Rogue is One. Is that true? Yeah. Out I the, have out zero the, memory of this. Yeah. Out in the theater after we, you were really drunk at the time, but after. <laughs> no. But no. We when we walked out of the theater, we were just talking about it briefly. But then Chelsea really wanted to go home because she didn't want to see it in the first place. Uh, oh, okay. So I, I think you guys might have gotten out somewhere afterwards. But I'm just like we we're we gotta go home. No, yeah, that's right. And, and now the first time that we met was unimportant. Yeah, I didn't remember you. And then like the second time, we met, <laughs> it was like, like it was really, yeah, we seriously yep. just said, "Hey, what's up?" And that's it. And then yep. and then that was, I mean, it was right after Rogue One came out, so it was like probably January at the latest. Mm-hmm. And so, and just a few months after that was Star Wars Celebration Orlando. And you know what, Jake? It was seriously a thought that just came to my mind to go there. Because, like, I just thought, like, it was I too- mean, honestly, that is how most things take place, is how a thought comes to your mind, and then you do the thing that- Agree to disagree okay. on Moff Tarkin. <laughs> well, so, you know, sometimes I, you don't agree. Four-day passes were already sold out, and I knew just, like, my work-life schedule wouldn't let me go all four days. Mm. But then I mm. thought to myself one day, I'm like, you know what could work is if we just- if we all, like, pulled our money together, got a hotel room together, just, like, three, four dudes- and we just drive down to Orlando and do Friday and Saturday celebration. And I texted Jake. I'm like, hey, buddy, how about it? And I said, I have nobody in my life that cares about me and an infinite <laughs> amount of money. Let's do it. <laughs> we went, Man. and I went under the pretense of making this one of my friend's graduation gifts. And so you did do that. Yes. I'm like, this is for you, but it's really for me. <laughs> and my wife was cool with it. And so we drove down to celebration. We did. We drove from Ohio to Florida. And yep. it was actually a blast. Oh, it really was. And a lot of things blasted out of my urinary tract. And you know tract. what's weird? There was someone else at Celebration that year, in addition to me, because I was also Hayden there. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen was there. But Ahsoka who else, Tano. I wonder, was at Celebration that year? Ray. It was. was. Ju- was it just me? It was yeah. just me. You know what? What? We were all- I remember meeting you there. <laughs> we didn't yeah. plan it. We just ran into her and Zeke. That's like, right. Just by I mean, I, I planned it. We went with them. But... So this is a true story. That I don't well, think I've I'm talking said. about like when we actually because we were on the oh, floor. Yes. Like, yeah, we did. We yeah. kept. I kept. I was texting Isaac because I knew he was oh, going to yeah. be a celebration, actually, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, we'll probably run into you at some point, and but 
I think we did once, but you ran into Jasmine well, first. Well, and we oh, were actually friends. just yes. waiting in line one point, and Zeke saw you walk past us, oh. and we had no clue you were going to be down here. So Zeke is just like, wait a second. <laughs> I know that guy. Was that Isaac Rex Steiner? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. He's like, I'm going to text his wife. Can I say this? Is that when uh, Isaac told me, he like texted me, he's like, hey, I know we want to do a podcast. My, my, my friend Riley, who I think you've met, wants to do it too. We met at Celebration. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But thought I thought was he was Zeke. talking about Zeke. No. Because <laughs> I remember Because I did not see you at Celebration. I remember meeting you guys. Yeah, I don't, you I don't think I saw talked. you. Yeah, I saw I Isaac. actually did because I remember you had like like super five o'clock shadow yeah. going on. <laughs> and I've known Chelsea for a long time. It's so funny. I remember seeing her right. like, oh, I know Chelsea. I was actually talking to Beltway Bantha's own Swarasale mm-hmm. while oh, when right. Riley and Chelsea came up to me. Yeah. And so like they joined the conversation with Suara from Beltway Bantha's. So if you're not Duh. listening to the show, then don't do anything. Suara and I are good buddies on Twitter. There you go. Yeah. Talk to him in person. Sure. Well. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> so then Shit. we came back. We started a podcast, no, and it was in, the three of us. Some sequences have been shortened. Um, <laughs> we started a podcast, and boy, did it start out with some heat, and boy, did it lose it over the year. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the B Dubs uh, meetup, haven't we? Where we, I think we mentioned. We have. We we met at a Buffalo Wild Wings, which, if you're not in the Greater Columbus area, is a wing chain. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of B Dubs out there. It I literally so. started in Buffalo. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? If you're in Buffalo, you might know what we're talking about. <laughs> so we met at Buffalo Wild Wings. I had the equipment, and they at, had at the, the Buffalo Wild Wings. The and we're like, Wild you know what? Let's not record here. <laughs> <laughs> and we decided let's do it, and then we did it. And it was really fun. It was fun. We put it out to no fanfare, and it was bad. <laughs> yeah. And I tried to listen back to our first episode, and I can't. Oh, it's tough. It's, it's a lot it. like it's really funny because me and my wife just started a podcast, and it's the same exact thing. Where it's a little bit awkward, you can tell that there's good chemistry there, but it's, it's not mostly there just wordplay. Yeah, <laughs> it's and mostly wordplay and nervous laughter. The I was about time. to say, like one of the things I noticed first off was how I would nervously say whatever one of you guys previously said. Like a lot of times, <laughs> it can be something simple as like I don't know, New Gunray went to the town to buy groceries. Like New Gunray went to buy groceries. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we started out and we actually had a, like a weird high amount of listeners. We whittled that down to about seven. <laughs> over Remember, the we were year. we were two a weekers. We were two a weekers at first. We started out no, bonus episodes. Yep, that was really stupid. Why did we do that? <laughs> yep. No, we were gonna read like one EU book every three weeks because it was gonna be like, hey, let's explore the EU once a week every Thursday. That was really stupid. <laughs> and you guys were married. I was not yeah. at the time. I was like, guys, there's no hope for me. Uh, <laughs> Anytime you want me to talk about a book, I'll read it immediately and talk about it for seven hours. It's not a bit. Nope. <laughs> it wasn't. I had a beard down to my ankles and one hat that I wore every day and never took it off. Over your butt cheeks? When I took a shower, I did not take my butt cheek hat off and my butt cheek smelled disgusting. Your beard covered your but front. My head was pristine. The hat covers the back. That's right. This is the front now. So Party then, in the back. So, so then later, <laughs> Papa John's. So then later. <laughs> So then later, uh, I'm going to say our shadows of the Empire episode. Episode 17. Oh, oh nice. I'm she glad knows you looked it when up. she yep. came in on the show. Yep. And that was the, I was I was just like a guest in that one. Yeah. And I actually recorded a full episode before that. And it was an that, out of order episode. Yeah, That's that was right. one we of our many instances why you were there. Yep. And by the way, one of the few redeeming episodes or qualities of that episode, which I think is the moment where we lost about 100 listeners. The, the shadow of the, of the Empire, Empire one. Yeah, probably. Perfect. It was after that. It was like, oh, we got to work our way back up from that one. But you know what? 
the people that liked it have stuck with the show ever they, since. And we love them. And they are still listening now, despite us talking about ourselves. <laughs> navel gazing! So then, I don't think you know what that word means. Imperial navel gazing. <laughs> so then, anyway, we had Jasmine join the show because we figured she was a fun guest. And then we we're like, hey, we should probably just have someone else who's not us. Male. Yeah. So What? Male. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were reading some mail on the show, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Hey. Then Jasmine has been on the show ever since then. You were on our video game episode. Yeah. yeah. And we love talking to you so much about video games. And we had this like bummer of a guy, and we don't we can talk about this three here. We have this guy named Isaac on the show. Who anytime we talk about video games, he would like totally check I out. Sure do not like And he'd be like, hang on, sh- Isaac, shut up for a second. <laughs> and we would try to engage him and he wouldn't listen. He'd be walking sports on the TV. And we were like, it'd be great to have another person who's about video team. games and shut hey, Boo, shut up for once. Shut, shut, shut your mouth. And so we're like, it'd be great to have, it'd be great to have another person on the show. And so we had uh, Jasmine on the show. Yeah. Yep. And then now here we are, months later. And like, we have... that's our history, right? Do we have anything else? I mean, how much can happen in a year? I mean, yes, I did to get married <laughs> and change my life forever. <laughs> but other than that, what can happen in a year? The marriage has changed the world. That's right. 1977, a marriage changed the world. We just list all the, I, I hesitate to call them jokes, but. Let's go through the bits. Nope. No. 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 <laughs> As the host of that show, I say zero because that would take that the torturous. entire episode. Um, I mean, our show oftentimes is just one long running joke, and we wonder why we don't gain listeners with every episode. Now, Can I mention something that happened on that episode zero? I was just talk about, about to, this? Okay, but I hey, hope that you do. No, no, no. I want you to do it because you're the host. Now, on our very first episode... In fact, our negative first episode. Yes, episode zero. Episode zero. We talked about, well, really, there was one guy that talked about it. It it, it kind of bummed us out, Isaac. We were like, shut your mouth. I'm like, I know Isaac doesn't like video games, but even he's kind of getting. Yeah. And and I didn't understand what you're saying, but I thought I probably understand the sentiment behind it, which is that Riley mentioned a video game called Knights of the Old Republic. (laughs) Tiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiiii
We haven't invented the song yet. That was on a. Oh, that comes later. E- that's a later Bane. episode. <laughs> Should we at least play a clip of Bane saying that comes later? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that comes later. Now, here's the thing. In our year since, it's true, we have lost some listeners. Or have we? Because there has been some confusion. Oh, by the way, we're going to talk about KOTOR 2. That's why we mentioned it. Oh, yeah, we're that big preamble. We're finally going to talk about it. We're We're finally finally going to talk talk about about it, it. but we do have to do a huge bit. We have to do a little bit of. (laughs) (laughs) Do a huge bit first. (laughs) We have to do a long, prolonged joke. It's not funny. Great. Now, on brand. Here's the thing. (laughs) Why don't we have more listeners? Here's the thing. (laughs) We. (sighs) Isaac. Pardon? Do you remember the peanut butter challenge? I do. Like it's the back of my hand. We challenged with peanut butter a podcast <laughs> called Comics with Kenobi. Now, here, and, and if you're a new listener, because you saw one year anniversary, KOTOR 2, and you're like, that sounds exactly like where I want to jump into this oh, show. No. <laughs> you, oh, no. We're ruining our, our year two already. Sounds on brand. <laughs> we, we challenged for a while, a, as we're going down memory lane, we used to dedicate episodes to certain listeners. It got confusing because everyone was getting like half an episode. They'll continue to the next episode. It's confusing. Eventually, there was a fan who was an actual Star Wars podcast that used to regularly say nice things about us on Twitter. Comics with Kenobi. In fact, one of the most popular Star Wars podcasts. We said, hey, wouldn't it be nice to give them a shout out? But we were a little suspicious that they did not actually listen to the show. Isaac, what did we do? We challenged them to not do something big, but something small. <laughs> that small thing was to go on Twitter and tweet the word peanut butter and hit the send button. Yeah, we said, if you actually listen to the show, tweet us the word peanut butter. Because how hard would that be? Guess who never, ever tweeted the word peanut butter? Comics with Kenobi. Good guess. It's true. Now, that discouraged us, and we almost wanted to stop the show forever but we kept going and a couple weeks ago we got a lot of nice comments from dex's diner which is a very popular show right now and we said let's this is another popular show let's give the peanut butter challenge to dex's diner let's have them tweet the word peanut butter i even and we didn't even do this with comics with kenobi i tagged them in the episode they didn't even like my tweet tagging them that's the minimum amount of things you can do as a star wars twitter person so they didn't do that. And yet, former enemy of the show, Roku Depot, <laughs> started doing our show again. They started covering our show. They were only an enemy because they stopped reviewing us. Yeah. But, and we even did bits about them that we had to cut out of the show. That's not important. They tweeted us on Twitter, when are we going to get the peanut butter challenge? And like the heel, in, like a positive heel in world wrestling entertainment, sure, they come down the ramp, their music plays... And by God, it's Roku Depot's music. I tweeted that. Now, a lot of confusing things have springed out of... I mean, this started a wildfire. Because the only thing that the peanut butter challenge consists of is tweeting us the word peanut butter, which they did in asking us to do the peanut butter challenge. So they have already won. And yet they want us to do it on the show, but they can't because they already have. So... This is the confusing thing. This is the thing that blew our minds, and I don't think we'll ever be the same. Isaac, who liked Roku Depot's tweet? None other 
than the titular comics with Kenobi. <laughs> the nerve! <laughs> At two comics with Kenobi. After never tweeting us the word peanut butter. They like the post referencing the peanut butter challenge. They, and here's my suspicion, is that they only did it because they're like, isn't it cute that somebody else is being nice to Graham off talking? Let's like that post. <laughs> I don't think they know what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. And then I responded to Roku Depot, thankfully saying, what a wonderful thing you've done to respect our show, unlike anybody else in the entire world. And the person who likes my tweet is Blast Point, which is like the most popular Star Wars podcast. Who made like AV Club's top 10 podcasts of the year list. I don't think they listen to our show. <laughs> no, none of these people listen to our show except Roku Depot. I am therefore instituting the most grandest of peanut butter challenges, <laughs> which is that any podcast who, peanut, who tweets us at Graham Off Talking or add another last podcast. The word peanut no, butter. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Add Grandma talking. The word peanut butter. We will mention you every show for the rest of our entire lives, and it might be in the context. Wow, of the we didn't this. talk about this. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Whoever tweets us the word peanut butter, if you all tweet us the word peanut butter, we will like retweet your episodes. And specifically at great length, mention you, and I mean exactly what I said and how I said it. <laughs> Because an Alpha and Faithful 100%. Said, yeah. We will like, subscribe. We will like, subscribe, review. we'll review. So we'll mention your podcast every week, every year. For the next year. Here's what I think is going to happen. Is that this episode will get 50 listens. <laughs> no one will tweet <laughs> On SoundCloud. And no one will tweet us. And we will be sad. I have faith in Roku Depot. He's Roku Depot. Use a brand of peanut butter to rate this episode. Ooh. No okays, funds, greats, or goods. No, 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 no. And by the way, it's pronounced Giffy Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference to a later episode. <laughs> and okay. a bit that might get cut. Yeah. I don't remember. That's it. true. <laughs> No, okay, anyway, so our only pod grooming was that a lot of podcasts have been giving us confusing feelings on Twitter, but I don't think any of them listen to us. No, nobody listens to us. Because everyone knows that we have the best show, so if they actually listen to us, they would, at the detriment of their own show, say, hey, you should be listening to this. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But the the point is, uh, News Gunray is that... I don't know. Solo's coming out. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch Solo. Can I say one thing about News Gun Ray? I'm excited to watch it now. Solo? Yeah. Yeah. Now that Infinity War has come out, which I was very hyped for, I've seen it a couple times now, and I feel like I've gotten Marvel out of my system. Solo, seeing it on IMAX, very good. The important thing is that one year later, we're finally going to talk about this thing that Riley and Jasmine were excited to talk about, which is KOTOR 2. And 1. And 1. And one. Yeah. So Should we, in the spirit of the show, start with KOTOR 2 and then go to KOTOR 1? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think what we should clarify is KOTOR is just like an acronym for Knights of the Old Republic, which is a video game. Video game. If you're a Star Wars fan, you probably see people like clamoring for Knights of the Old Republic material, like Knights of the Old Republic. Beloved- toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. Snickers bars. It is a beloved series in Star Wars. Sure it is. Delic is a curated long-form series. <laughs> Arguably of, one of the best types of Star Wars. That ha- it's not a movie. By the yeah. sheer amount yeah. of mentions it gets on like social media, I would think, yes. People love it. Mm-hmm. So I guess my first question is, if, if can you guys both, and I'll start with Jasmine, 
Like, kind of like summarize for me. What, what do people love about Kotor? It's the story. Oh. Like one hundred percent. It's the story and the characters. Like that's it. There. That's it, great to hear. Yeah. Um, Kotor one, I think, also is helped by having maybe the greatest twist. Certainly, the yeah. the greatest twist that I had experienced up until that point when I was Kotor like, one. Or Kotor one. one. Okay. Yep. Did you play when, Kotor one, Jake? I thought you did. Or two. Oh, when I played Kotor one when I was very young, and I don't remember it at all. But we'll, I, I did play. it. We'll yeah. tell you when we're about to spoil the twist because that's fine. One. I assume experiencing that twist is what people watching Empire felt like. I, yeah, kind oh, of. Wow. Yeah. I don't okay. remember the first time mm-hmm. I watched Empire, but it, was, it is kind of on that level. Because I played Kotor one as a teenager, and I knew that there was a twist, but like everyone who had players, like, oh, you gotta like. So I was ready for the twist, and the best thing was like I was told there was gonna be a twist, and like it it met. Like my expectations mm-hmm. of you were like there you sure still, was a twist. You were yep. still twisted. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, it got me. I was like that. That was good, guys. Okay. Twist. Okay. It's a good twist. So one, I think, is definitely hurt if you know the twist going in ahead of time. Two, you can. I think you can learn spoilers about two, and it won't affect you. Yeah, I mean, like when I go into a bar and I order a drink, I want to know what the twist is. Yeah, exactly. But this is you're saying no, not good. Don't know the no. twist. <laughs> okay, good. But no, they they're like Jasmine said. Great stories. KOTOR 1 especially is just like your standard. It's a great adventure Star Wars story with a fun twist and characters. Not all of them, but lots of Not characters. Not all you, the characters you, are great. You've but, got like nine yeah. companions to choose from, and you can only have two at a time. And so there are good characters in, in there. Can I add two things, which is that first, like Knights of the Old Republic is a video game. Yes. The one yeah. and two. Although I think there were books that were in that Afterwards, same continuity yeah. and then Knights of the Old Republic this is taking place probably the earliest point in any canon I mean it's yeah. not canon anymore oh, but yeah but I think it at was the part, at the point it was what, it's all like 3,000 years yeah. before a new so home. it's before so it's like way Phantom be- Menace even yes. so it's way like 3,000 really three years not okay. related to movies yeah. at all which is the earth is 3,000 years old did you know that <laughs> exactly <laughs> so does it take place at the creation of the earth yes well go ahead because I'm going to grab my coke from the other side of the room okay um how do we start this? Okay. So, for me personally, up until this point, you didn't get a whole lot of philosophy of the Jedi or the Sith in the movies. You get that the Jedi are good, the Sith are bad. You get some like vague things that Obi-Wan and Yoda say. Yoda says a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never to attack. The dark side's easier quicker more seductive so you're getting like these vague things fear comfortable anger. not huh comfortable comfortable oh not something too much regular exercise at the gym i was thinking that you're happier you're happy yeah more oh, okay not drinking too much so basically like the philosophy of the original trilogy is jedi good guys more natural in tune with the universe sith bad guys angry fearful against the universe you know the prequels, you get a little more philosophy about the Jedi and their ways. Not so much with the Sith, again, and the prequels. The True. Sith are still just kind of like, hey, we're bad guys, uh, mm-hmm. and we're, we like being evil. And for me, these games were the first time that I really thought about the Jedi and the Sith. and Like the concept the of the concept Jedi. Of the concept of the Jedi and the Sith, and whether or not, like, because up until this point, the Jedi were good guys. They were like, even after seeing Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, the Jedi are the good guys. They're always the good guys. And they, these games made me think critically 
about Star Wars. These are these. I'll say that these games are the first things to make me critically think about Star Wars because up until that point, I just read books. I enjoyed it. I like seeing lightsaber fights mm. and things like that. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but these games are the first time I realized, hey, maybe there's more to discuss in Star Wars than just action and and fun. Like there's there could be deeper things going on in Star Wars. Cool, yeah, especially. Knights of the Old Republic 2, that's the one that really delves into it. There's still yeah. some in the first one, yeah. but they don't, like, go into it a lot. You more have to, like, just reason out things on your own and, like, notice little things and be like, oh, that wasn't great that they did that. Or, you know, maybe that wasn't super bad that they decided to do that. Like, it's yeah interesting. So one is more, like, subtle with its, like, deeper themes and stuff. I, I don't know if I'd call it subtle, though. Yeah. I, we'll talk about <laughs> more it. More subtle than two, but not Well, I think, one, I think one kind of drops the ball in this area. Two definitely uh. is... Is, is this, is this a hot subtle, take, would you say? Yes. I'll, yeah, no. I'm, I'm very... I think I'm alone, mostly alone in the fact that I like two more than one. Most people... You, you don't think so? I, I feel like most people like minority your opinion. Not report. according to Star Wars YouTube. Well, Star Wars YouTube, they just all are trying to be I was smarter about to say, than Star Wars. Everything I ever heard about Kotor two, I think, was fixed by the fact that you can like patch it up now. That's yes, only, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Have we, to oh, that, that, that is patch. big. That's a big thing. When the game came out, it was they had a one year turnaround from when Kotor one came out, and this is a different that's studio. Right. So a separate studio did Kotor two because Bioware did the first one. This is like pretty... I didn't know the Bioware didn't do the yeah. second one. Nope. Yeah, Bioware did not do the second one. And Obsidian? Obsidian had what? had one year from the release of KOTOR 1 to come up with KOTOR 2, which is a very short That's time very for developing short. a game. Even if they like, they still had assets from the first game, so you see a lot of reused assets. But to come up even with a story and record the dialogue and do all that kind of stuff so in one year. The depth that that story goes is insane. Yeah. Notoriously, a sign of a good game is when somebody has to immediately clarify by saying, you can patch it. <laughs> no, but seriously, no, I, that's totally fair. If you play the original version of KOTOR 2, it's not a great game. It's a so good game. you would game. say, like, don't get, like, the original Xbox version of no. KOTOR 2. No. Get, okay. the, get the Steam version. There's a patch available on Steam that restores everything, and it's it's great. Cool. Uh, because there are, there are lines of dialogue that were in the game files, and they just didn't have time to finish this stuff around it. So fans oh, have gone yeah. and finished the cutscenes and finished mm -hmm. things. Like they have the original script of what the whole game was supposed to be, and they've gone back in and added those things in. Can I say something? Like, we need a new word for gamers. I don't know what that word will be. Because gamer is a crappy it's word. It's such a bad, a bad connotation. word now, yeah. but I feel like people who are connoisseurs of games... Uh, I don't know if there's a more dedicated fan base in the world because that's not a thing that would ever happen if it was like a book or a movie yeah. where like well, a team of people come together and be like, hey, let's finish this thing and make it the thing it was supposed to be and mm -hmm. like genuinely dedicate themselves to it. That you, you saying that reminds me of a guy I watch on Twitch. He streams. Um, he is completely remastering KOTOR 1 into oh. a um, like third and first person. Nice. It's like running on Unreal Engine for whatever That's and it sweet. looks like a like a game that would come out right now. Hmm. And he's like completely redoing every single texture, adding in lines that, you know, people they didn't actually put in and That's so cool. Like that type of dedication. It's been going on for years now, but he's still going yeah. at it. It's great. Nice. Cuz people love these games. Yeah. Um 
should we just sort of dive into KOTOR 1 a little can bit? Can we, before we do that, decide yeah. on a word that can replace gamer? And then we can tweet this at, like, Austin Walker. And Vide- he can just, like, get that videoer. going on. A videoer. <laughs> a videoer. Um, a uh, player. A player. <laughs> New player. One? Ready? Player. One? Should we call them Ready Player Ones? <laughs> Um, that has a much better connotation than gamer. <laughs> that is true, even though it's not that good. I feel like video game fan is because like everything else, like, hey, I'm a Buckeye fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a sports fan, football fan. Everything is usually just goes by its noun. Something fan. I'm a Star Wars fan. That's true. I'm not noun a Star fan. Warser. I'm a Star Wars no. fan. There's not like a word. Except for like Trekkie. I feel like there's Trekkie and gamer. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Neither one have good connotations if you're a Trekkie or a gamer. That's true, actually. Yeah. So maybe gamers shouldn't have a name, and we're just people who like video games. That's true. Yeah. There's not a word for Star Wars. You know, fans. when you say enthusiast, it makes it sound like it's an important hobby or one of that you make good time with. Like, if you call it video game enthusiast, it's like you're watching birds, but you're playing video games. <laughs> Is there a <laughs> like? Is there's there no a... bird watching fans or bird watching enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, bird watching fan makes you think of a person who watches other bird watchers. <laughs> like they're like, "Oh my god, Pete Johnson's my favorite bird watcher." The way that guy uses his like binocular technique oh is god. amazing. His vest has ninety two pockets this season. His whistle tech is insane. So I, I have I like wrote notes on this because I'm so pumped. And by the way, I wrote all these notes about eight months ago yeah, so i forget it, a lot of them the google drive like, but, folder like six months ago yeah because i thought that we were going to do this before now and it is an entire hard drive <laughs> yeah it's a whole hard drive <laughs> that that many notes um so again i just want to reiterate if you've not played kotor one and you have any interest in revisiting these games they got a big endorsement from me and Jasmine, and I think Isaac, oh, yeah. who doesn't like video games, mm-hmm. still liked Great Kotor story. 1. I don't care about the game at all. There you go. Gameplay, and you know what? Based on my vague memories, check it out. There Good you game. go. So if you have any interest at all in playing Kotor 1, Kotor 1, stop before we spoil it for you, because it's fun. Can I give a brief sidebar? I'm like, yeah. This is, I, this is like the first uh, game I played on an Xbox, mm. and the idea of like multiple save states was just confusing oh. to me. <laughs> and so I didn't understand that you could have more than... Like, that you could, like, go back through your previous saves. Yeah. I'm used to playing, like, Nintendo games. So I was stuck. I was just an idiot, and I loved going through and trying to mess with games. I, like, saw, like, Boa Fett somewhere or, or some kind of, like, um, Mandalorian bounty hunter just, like, walking around. I, like, shot him. And so, and I, then I saved the game. And so my game save would only start, like, with me in some firefight. Yeah. So I would just, like, as a completely underpowered character to go, like, hey, I'm just going to shoot this guy and see what happens. <laughs> and you died. Yeah. And you can't cheat on the Xbox version. So no. that's not good. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> okay. So, again, one big spoiler in this in this game that is a big, big twist in this play game, which, which makes it <laughs> play the song. Spoiler alert, Sounds like... I feel like I'm naked. <laughs> so you start as a random soldier in KOTOR. You wake up on a ship called the Indar Spire, and it's under attack. Great name. Great name. <laughs> and you don't get any backstory on yourself at all. You're just kind of thrown into it. You get to pick like a class. They're like it, It's an RPG, so there are different classes, and you can level up different skills like and chemistry, like that. Like chemistry, English, English, English right. You have to be. You have to pick women whether studies. like. Yeah, you have to pick if you're a women's studies professor or if you're an English major when you start the game. <laughs> and you do get like to that. be a professor or an undergrad. <laughs> yes, that's only options. <laughs> uh, so you're attacked by the Sith. 
So the Sith in the KOTOR universe are, they are an empire. There's the Sith Empire. But they're not the, the Empire. And they're not the Empire. The Sith Empire. Yeah, there's two completely separate governments. Yes. In this time period but it okay. is it is the republic that is stood for you know a thousand generations what they say so it's the same it's the same republic same kind of structure with the chancellor and you have the jedi order and all that and then you have the sith empire who is pretty much the empire but also they're controlled by sith there's more than there's more than two sith um this is before the rule of two so there are, you know, thousands of Sith. Is this before the rule of thousands cool? Of, yes, before the rule of cool, too. <laughs> That's a good rule. Um, but there's thousands of Sith around. There's thousands of Jedi around. And they don't like each other. But there is, there's like a ceasefire, technically, at the beginning of the game. And, but the game starts with the Sith breaking that. And your ship gets attacked. And um, they ceased cease firing. They ceased cease firing. Long story shirt shirt. <laughs> Long story shirt. Long story shirt. Long story shirt. <laughs> Bold words those. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get through every bit that we do. On every show. bit, at least once. If you catch every bit, we'll send you a shout out on Twitter. But there's a there's a Jedi, a very important Jedi on your ship named Bastila Shan. She, the the ship crashes on a planet called Terrace. You have to find Bastila. She's like one of the only survivors from the, the ship. May I say real quick, mm -hmm. my first memory of this game, whenever I think about Knights of the Old Republic, is the first character who's like walking you through like while you're on the ship. And he's he can't use pronouns. He only can say Bastila. But he can only say Bastila like an FMDJ. So mm -hmm. he's he's like talking regular, regular, but he says Bastila. That's Colonel uh -huh. Trask and he rules. <laughs> Trask he, is a Bastila. guy in the books too, isn't it? Trask Industries and stuff? Stark Industries. Oh, that's right. I was thinking of the anagram for Trask, which is Stark. That's, right. <laughs> that's actually an anagram for Stark. It is. Happy accident. Talk. Actually, talking. Trask is a thing in Batman, I think. I think okay, it's Zaz. Can be. That's what it is. Mr. Trask. I get my T's and Z's confused. <laughs> So you get a little history of what's what's been happening. The Mandalorians invade the Republic. They're they're separate from the Sith and the and the Republic, and they're just like wiping everybody out. This, the Jedi refuse to fight, which you know very Jedi like. They refuse to like protect the Republic because they can't fight a war. Um, the Malan the Mandalorians, Mandalorian, <laughs> keep fighting, keep fighting, keep taking stuff over. Eventually, a Jedi named Revan and his apprentice named Malak decide to go fight in the war against the Mandalorians. Revan's like a tactical genius. He destroys them. The The Mandalorians respect him a lot because they're that type of generic warrior culture who, you know, respects when they're beaten and things like that and a, and a brilliant tactician. So, but because he did this, the Jedi's fears were realized. He went to war. Revan and Malak turned to the dark side, joined the Sith Empire, take control of the Sith Empire, and start to attack the Republic. So that's where that's where Kotor starts. Well, is it what's isn't it common knowledge at some point that like only Malak is in charge now though? Yes. Yeah, at this point yeah. Revan is is dead. Revan's dead. So Devin. Yes, Devin. So <laughs> he should be called Darth Devin. Darth Devin. <laughs> yeah, so Revan is dead now because he was killed in a in a Republic strike. Cause because so now, like once Revan, That's why unions are bad. <laughs> hey, you know what? And we can just pause for a second. Unions universally are bad. That's why they call them unions. Firstly, bad. 
Now, that didn't make any sense. No, 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 it didn't. <laughs> if you saw your speech, but enough, it doesn't stop me from believing things. <laughs> so, you're a random soldier. Soldier. I cannot talk today. Soldier. 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 Soldier boy. <laughs> I wish I had the ability to speak English. Um, <laughs> you should try sometime. <laughs> so, the Republic assassinated Revan, pretty much. He's dead. Malik's in charge now, his apprentice. And is waging war against the Republic. Um, after you rescue or help rescue, actually, kind of, she kind of rescues herself, Bastila on on Terrace. You guys go back nah, to. She doesn't rescue. Herself. She says she does. She's kind of a, a stuck up jerk. Bee? Oh, but um, <laughs> babe, 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 stuck up babe. <laughs> so in in helping Bastila escape Terrace, um, it's discovered that you are force sensitive. You were just a you were just a random soldier, but you are you're force sensitive. So against their better judgment, because they still go by the thing where if you aren't if you aren't trained as a Jedi from a young age, they don't want to train you. But you're so strong that the Jedi Council decides, yes, you can be trained. Dang, the biceps on this adult. little kid. So exactly. intense, we gotta train him. Except you're an adult. I mean, you're like in your thirties or whatever. Oh. And they decide to train you. I see. Not like a not like an eight-year-old. I Anakin assume that the protagonist of this game was a baby. Was a <laughs> ripped I was baby. Wrong. A ripped was baby. A muscular baby punching his way through space. A baby who can deadlift four sixty-five. <laughs> um. So they decide. Right. To, so they decide to train you, even even against their better judgment, like because you're too old, like a dragon. Uh, and then you and Basila, along with a crew of people Bastila. that you acquire the whole time. Well, you have like a bunch of companions. You get. Um, you're off to find the MacGuffin, which is a star map, pieces of a star map, which lead you to the base where oh. Malik and his star forges, which is where he builds all of the Sith ships and everything like that. So you need to go there, defeat Malik. So you, you're sent to like four or five different planets, four, maybe four different yeah. planets to find pieces of this star map. Meanwhile, at, at about like halfway through the story it's kind of cool it's not like a completely linear story you can go to whatever planet you want at any time but it's after three planets after three planets you are sent on a special mission to go find malik somewhere like they've they've caught wind of where he is and you go to attack malik and in this fight he totally kicks your butt because you haven't trained enough and in this fight he reveals that you are not just a random soldier you are revan and your mind was wiped by the Jedi in their assassination attempt. They wipe your mind. They put a new personality in you. And you are the Darth, Darth Revan, the Sith Lord who, you know, defeated this the Mandalorian. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It is a wonderful <laughs> twist because you're playing, That's amazing. You're playing through this whole game. I, why hey, about how why great didn't you warn me there's a great twist that I should play the game first? <laughs> that sounds great. I told you. <laughs> Oh, that's right. But you're playing through the whole game, and Revan has such an awesome reputation. Everyone's talking about how yeah. great of a tactician he was. He was a great Jedi. He was a great Sith. Can I ask you a quick question about yeah. Revan? So this fight that you like, you totally lose. Is this a fight that, like, gameplay wise, they make you play it, but you can't possibly yes. win it? Okay, yes. I, I love yeah. that stuff. So you 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 play it, and you can like take him to half health, and then he does like a special force move on you, okay. and you can't move. That's fine. So. And, but he leaves you alive, and and he like he knows who you are because you are his old master, and it's kind of, and it's cool because your Revan can be a, a man or a woman. You can be you have to be human, but Canon, you know. racist. It's male. Canon, it's male. We'll get to that. I was about to ask because I know there's Darth Revan books. Yes, yeah. Uh, in in Canon, Revan is canon. is a man, uh, but we we get to Kotor too. 
Darth Revman. <laughs> Darth Revman. So anyway, it's revealed that you are Darth Revan, and now everything changes because the companions you're with, some of them are Republic soldiers, and they're like, oh, I don't like this. You've killed a ton of my friends. Mm-hmm. Bastila knew. Even, she's one of your companions. She knew that you were Revan. And she's oh, been lying to you this man. whole time. You have a Mandalorian companion who like now suddenly respects you because that's the way Mandalorians are. Even though you killed like all of the Mandalorians and, and defeated them in war, that's oh something they respect. So it's it's kind of that moment when you find out you're Revan and you reveal it to your crew is a great moment in the game because of everyone's reactions. And that's when they all they all really feel like characters. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an amazing moment in that game. This is my favorite thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And you I have anything to say? I told you I liked it. So why is KOTOR 1 bad? I mean, no. You had a hot take. Oh, hey, no, no. Riley, why don't you like this game? Oh, no, no, no. I want to be clear. I... And I want to be clear. You've said <laughs> speak clearly. Hey, this game. I love Kotor One. It has it has a few things that I wish were different, and they were things that were sort of fixed in Kotor Two. I think, and Kotor Two to me is just it's way more nuanced than One is. One though is it's like I don't want it to seem like I don't like One because it's a great game that I really love that. I still have great memories of the first time I played it, and you should definitely go play it. It's a ton of fun. I just like KOTOR 2 more. That's all. The only thing with KOTOR 1, I will say, like, I feel like the end is lacking a little bit. I feel like once you hit the twist, that's yeah. the highest point. That is the highest point. Like, I, I can yeah. play the game up until the twist over and over and over, but after that, I kind of lose After the bit. twist... I'm you, kind of wondering what the end of the game is. You have to get one last piece of the star map to find Malik. So you find that everyone decides to stay well, with you. Yeah, at like um, one point, Bastila gets captured. Bastila I think. gets yeah. captured. She turns to the dark side. Yes. You have to fight her. Um, like it, if you're a male character, you can redeem her. If you're female, you have to kill her. Yeah, wow. that's kind of stupid. That seems problematic. Yeah, yes. it is. Um, there are some hey guys, problematic issues. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and in the end, I think it's just the final boss fight with Malik, and yeah, then and, you win. And the, the cool thing about it is, it is a Bioware game. Which, yeah, if you've ever yeah. played in a Bioware RPG, there are tons and tons of choices. So each game can be very different. Whether or not you choose like light side or dark side options, um, you can. There are characters like if you go dark side, you have no choice but to kill certain characters of your companions because they're good guys and they're not going to change just because yeah. you did. They'll just fight. They'll just straight up bite you. Yeah, you can't and do it, anything about and it. It They'll sucks. I, I've yeah. played through KOTOR 1 once as a dark side character. I've played this game probably 15 times all the way through. Nice. And I've only done it once as a dark side character because it is rough. Torturous. Some of the stuff you have to do. Ugh. Like, you have to be very uh, evil in this game if you want to play dark side. Mm. And Bioware that sucks. needs to stop trying to be a bunch of Destiny people. <laughs> and make a Star Wars game again. I would love for them to make a Star Wars game. Actually, say, at this point, I don't know if I would want Bioware to make a Star Wars They made Dragon Age Origins, right? Yeah. I'm going to say not very good. But they also made Mass Effect. Yeah. Well, but they also, wait. They didn't. Not the same studio made Andromeda, though, so. Yeah, different, no, different studio made Andromeda. But, so, the ending of the game, you find the Star Forge. If you're a light side character, you defeat Malak. And you restore peace to the Republic. You destroy the Star Forge so they can't make any more ships and, and the Republic wins. If you're a dark side character, you defeat Malak, take over the Sith Empire, and defeat the Republic. Um, I think some of the best parts of that game, like this spoiler twist is like the best, but the characters, like there's a couple real annoying ones, but there's some that just like everyone 
knows and everyone loves. HK forty seven is probably HK, the most yeah. beloved character, beloved character of um which one? HK forty seven. He's an HK assassin 47. droid. Yeah. He's very quotable, and he's he is my favorite. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but he is my no. favorite character. He goes through my favorite arc between one and two, wow. because in one See, he's in one he's kind of a one note character where he has lots of quip. He's he's kind of like a K two S O in one. Oh, K two S O. You would not like him. No. And and they're not all. He's not always trying to be funny, but the stuff he says is kind of funny. So and and he's very much a one note. I'm an assassin droid. He calls humans meat bags, things like that. So funny. But he, he sounds as funny as Mr. Bell. He makes a transition in two, which I can't wait to talk about. Which he becomes my second favorite companion in two for a very specific Here's reason. We'll thing. talk about it. I did not finish his character arc in one, and I have never even gotten him online in number two. Oh, okay. He starts in two. You have to repair him. You start. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to find yeah. little pieces of him that are scattered around everywhere. Yeah, and I, I just never do this it. Does sound like Mr. Bones. <laughs> Kind of, kind of like Mr. Bones, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess that's pretty much all of, of KOTOR 1. Is there stuff you want to say about it? I'd like to talk about some of the companions and stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, like, but I would say besides HK, I'd say Jolie is probably mm. another one of the biggest characters. Are you saying Jolie? Jolie. Jolie. His Angelina. Bindo? Jolie Bindo is his name. Angelina Jolie Bindo. Yes. And he is... A Jedi a who grumpy is grumpy old fart Jedi. Grumpy old fart Jedi who, <laughs> I like it. who exists in the middle between the light and the dark, yes. which is why I always thought it was Bendo. funny that they named yes that then they named the Bindu. Yeah, very similar to Jolie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, that's a like little tribute. George Lucas's original name for the Jedi with the Jedi Bindu. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why they did. That. And it's funny because and Jolie Bindu I... almost sounds like Jedi Bindu. Well, he acts. <laughs> he actually his original name for the Jedi were the Angelina Jolie. Bendus. Yes, originally. <laughs> Good sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, the first couple times I played through it, I would just like space bar through his conversations because all he does is just stop what you're trying to talk about to tell stories about the good old days. <laughs> kind of. And, yeah. That sounds amazing. But like I've started actually listening to what he says now and it's like he just gives so many crazy stories and he doesn't give a crap about anything or anyone. And it's great. But the great thing about Jolie in that game, and, and the writing is so good for Jolie, because he will tell you this random story, and this, like, blew my mind as a kid. Again, I'm, I'm, I played this game through the lens of, like, a 12, 13-year-old, something like yeah. that. So this was all, like, the first time I'd encountered writing like this or something like that. But he, So every time he's telling you a story, it seems completely unrelated, but if you think about it, or he gets like to the end of the story, the moral of the story, and it like applies exactly to what Revan is going like through at that moment thematically. Oh, nice. And it seems like he's just a crazy old guy telling stories, but he he's he knows more than he lets on. He's one of the ones you have to kill if you go dark side, and that's rough. No, because even yeah. though he's in the middle, he was a Jedi, and he is not. He's not evil, so. Bastila is interesting too because she really is just kind of like a spoiled brat who's been raised. You know, being told that she's just just crazy powerful and mm-hmm. she's a good at everything. Right? That's her. Yes, yeah. she had battle. She's, special power. She's, she's a what? It's a special power called battle meditation. It's kind of like what uh, they say Palpatine would do, where like he would sort of use the force to influence everybody on the battlefield. 
to make like the battle go in his that sounds like a load of crap but it's the special ability that only she has in these games she so, has to fill up her special meter she's mm-hmm. kind of like anakin in a way where she's been raised in the jedi always believing that she is the one she's the most important one and things like that and oh. kind of like anakin it's gone to her head she feels like she should have more than she does Interesting. Be more and you can tease her through the whole game and it's great it's great <laughs> um where do you fall on Karth? Because I think I'm the only person who likes him. Karth's all right. He's whiny. He whines all the time. He whines, but I, I always do his side, his story mission because I, I always With like it. Son. He's got like a son who is went. He thought died when the Sith attack his home attacked his homeworld. In fact, he'd really just got like taken captured, and then he just joined the Sith. So when you go to the Sith planet, you have to you end up confronting Karth's son, and it's this whole big ordeal trying to convince him that you know the sith you know are not great people because he literally thinks they're just perfectly fine people to be with and they're just strong and powerful and they're gonna win so why not be on their side they did karth's story better in mass effect 2 with thane it's yeah like, it's the same well, yeah. story and thane was better but karth karth's fine he's just a he's kind of whiny yeah he's always complaining because his planet got destroyed by the sith like whatever karth is it. the one that always hurts me the most though when you when you tell you everyone you're revan oh yeah yeah because he's the most hurt by it, I'd say, because you were literally the one that bombed. No, Malik bombed your planet. Malik, yeah, but Malik still, bo- bombed the planet. You know, but you anyway, were accomplice. Karth, who else is there? There's a there's a like an R two D two stand in called T three M four. He's fine. He's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he he gets better in the second one too because you can unlock cool side mission things with him. But um, a special move. Uh, and they twist. Yeah, he he twists. Good, good. That's the actual twist of the. <laughs> is it like a like a one eighty McTwist? <laughs> Who else is there? Flip. Um, Cat Lady. Oh, Cat Lady, whatever. Selena Kyle. She was originally going to be a lesbian, but she George Lucas asked was like, that. Hey, you know what? There were Ladies, no gays. Don't do that. There were no gay people in Star Wars back then. So I there are like still her story, there are still undertones if you play a female character with this character is like really coming on to you and then just nothing happens. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess the you know the story and the characters are really just the main point yeah. of this it's game. A, it's a fun. There's not a ton else to talk about it. It's just something you need to play. And the experience. plot is very Force Awakensy, where you have to go here, then you have to go here, then you have to do this. Right. It's clearly defined goals. It's very Star Warsy, very fun, not too deep. Now, Riley. Yeah. You have thirty minutes straight to talk about Kotor two. <laughs> That's not enough time, but okay. That sounds like a lot of time. <laughs> no, I just no. want to put it on the clock and see how long you can go without like, thirty minutes else's on input. the clock. Yeah, oh I could go for so long talking about this. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna like start the, the the timer, and we're gonna see how long you can go without anyone else. My timer anything. is when it hits six oh, o'clock. No. That's but I might want to say things. So no, you're fine. So no, I'm so what is special about Kotor two? After having said all this, so my biggest flaw, and this ties into two, my biggest, biggest flaw, my biggest flaw. Can't wait to hear this. Um, <laughs> no, and we'll go around and we'll say all of our biggest flaws. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll all say that. We all know mine. My least favorite thing about one, the the biggest flaw in one, I think, is that you can't do anything about the fact that the Jedi wiped your mind and put a new personality in you. And acted like everything was okay, and then like secretly trained you to be the one to take down Malik when you are this person with a life and a history. Yeah, you can't, you can't. If you are playing light side, which I I did most of the time, you just like forgive them 
which is like, very cool. Jedi like. You, you can't ask why. Yeah. Your options are very limited. You either forgive the Jedi if you're light side or you're dark side and you say, screw you guys. You have to be like, that's be pretty chill. Like, I feel it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to be, I don't want the Sith to win, but I also don't think the Jedi should get off scot free for what they did because that's right. a pretty, that's a pretty bad thing to just put a brand new personality in someone and erase their memory. That's pretty It's like profoundly not mm-hmm. cool. Right. And it's it's treated as like, well, it was okay because Revan was a bad guy. It needed to happen. And if you're a good guy, you go like, oh, I understand because I was a bad person, but now I'm better. So thanks right. <laughs> thanks for doing it is pretty much what it's like. Thanks so for sucks. wiping my brain. Yeah. So KOTOR 2, it doesn't deal in like absolutes like the Sith does. Oh, my like God. Sith do. Oh. And like KOTOR 1 does. You're either a good guy or you're a bad guy. In KOTOR 2, you are, you're very much a person. Like an Anakin. I'm a person. And my sure. name is Anakin. When I play a game that gives you an option to be a good guy or a bad guy, like a blue option or a red option, I always go with the blue option. Like, I, just, uh, I don't like being a, infamous. Like infamous or like the Bioshock games. Right. You can either like kill little girls or not kill little girls. Red Dead. Red Dead. All the all the Bioware like Mass Effect games, you're either, you know, you they and they put it on the screen like you have the red option and you have the blue option. Yep. And I play the way I play games. Maybe this is the personal flaw that I was talking about. When mm, I play games, we'll see. if I see a blue option, I'm going to pick it because I don't like being the bad guy. Yeah. Like I remember in Infamous, I was one of the choices mm. is like, now uh, this bridge is going to get blown up so you can save the all the people. Choices, yeah. You can save all the people or you can kill all of them anyway. And it's like, <laughs> well, what a, kind of choice is that? Like, of course I'm going to choose the good one. Yeah. It's like the, the bad choice one. is always the most sadistically terrible choice. We're like, well, no one would ever actually do that unless I they were like, trying to be bad. When yes. I played KOTOR 1, that was kind of my thing with it too. It was like the bad option was never that appealing. It was never like a super gray option. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah. do you want to accept this like little boy's help or do you want to shoot him in the back of the head? <laughs> seriously, like those like seriously, those are the choices in KOTOR 1. That's yeah. You're e- either the most evil person or you're a saint. Like that's that's it. You either give all your money to charity or dark side points. I just want if we have any uh writers of IGN reviews that have listened to this to so to go back and re kind of think what they were doing when they gave infamous such a good review <laughs> or basically any game i've never played it it's not good huh no it's okay. not good at all not the first one not for, i don't know the second one very well i love the first one or the second one the second How one is i love second the second one son i never played that bad one. okay I've heard Hor- horrible story like okay. it's not good i don't feel bad second one pretty good story really good gameplay looks really pretty Ro- would recommend I'll there you go one go play yeah. so that's that's just my flaw. I will always pick the blue option and not think about it. Your call it a flaw, flaw is that you're, you're well, too good of a guy. No, 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 but that's I a Michael Scott Jack flaw. Shepherd. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about real life. I picked the red option in real life before. Oh, I'm saying, but I I'm saying I don't think about my choices when there's a red when there's a red one and a blue one in front of me. I don't think about it. I pick the blue one. Yeah, you're like, of so course, you're just bad at applying principles. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And the good thing, what what KOTOR 2 does is it does not give you a red and a blue option. Aha. And the main character, there are still, you still get dark side and light side points for specific actions. But but the the main person who I'm going to talk about a bunch, Kreia, her whole goal in this game is to get you to think for yourself. And it's just, you can just tell it's the writers of the game saying, think for yourself, don't just pick the blue option. Right. Because... It, and, and I really, I really like that about um, 
about KOTOR 2 is it, it makes you, it encourages you to think about the choices you make and not just make it all black and white. Now, if you're casually playing this game, though, Craig can be really frustrating, we'll too. We'll talk about her. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about why she gets annoying mm-hmm. if you're not, if you don't realize what's going on, maybe. I wanted to talk about maybe the game mechanics real quickly in two. How they're better, yeah. It's a huge improvement over one in, in lots of little ways. Like in one, you would pick up data pads with information and you had to like scroll through your giant inventory to try and find it. Two, it, it like pops immediately up. pops up on the screen, which is just there's lots of little quality of life improvements like that from one to two. But I also want to talk about some some bigger mechanics and why I love this game, even though it's still a chore to play somewhat, but the way you get information in Coach War 2 is really great because you're not playing a character who with, with no memory like you were in 1. Mm-hmm. You're playing someone who's been alive for 30-some years. Now, who has are you a playing history. your same character? No. no. Revan is not in Coach War 2. You play a character oh, okay. yeah, called the Exile. The Exile. Essentially. The Exile. Technically, Revan is not in 2, which I want to talk about. Technically. Technically, Revan never shows up. But his influence is felt throughout the game. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is the the canon version is that, um, well, I guess you can choose in the game. At the beginning, you have a conversation with someone and you make your choices whether Revan was a, a good guy, Revan was a man or a woman. And, and so then the rest of the game molds around the choices that you'd made in the first game. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Um, That's like a Mass Effect thing too, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they later did it with Mass Effect, but this one, you didn't import the save game for your previous one, so you had to make all those choices in the beginning in a conversation. Mm, okay. Um, but because you're like this fully formed character, the way you get information about yourself is really cool because in in dialogue options there's always more than like two choices there's like in some cases five or six five or six yeah. seven or eight choices in the dialogue nice and, and even if you don't and lots of times they will lead to the exact same response from a person which you think i i wonder like why would they do that why would you give the they give you all these options but i think it was because they wanted you to learn about your character so one thing you might say is like, oh, yes, I remember meeting them when I was in the battle on, on Malachor or something like that. And that would lead to the response of, oh, yes, I remember that too. Or you can say, ah, oh, yes, I've heard of that person when I was stationed at this place. Like, those are dumb examples, yeah, not, not yeah. in the game. But you learn about yourself as you're reading your dialogue options, even if they all lead to the same road. So I kind of like that. And it happens more in the beginning of the game than the end. But it's a way of giving you information about your character and what they've been through without having like this long expository thing of them like telling you what you've gone through. So I really like that game mechanic. That was a smart decision, I think. All this is doing is making me remember how much I hate Heavy Rain more than anything in the entire world. Is it a game that would like give you all the expository stuff? It's a game supposedly based on choice mm-hmm. that is so transparently stupid in how it does it. And how the story makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> that just thinking about it made me physically upset. What is that kid's name? Sean. Jason. Jason. That's Jason. Right. He yells Jason over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that video. <laughs> that's all I know. Heavy rain. Yeah, that's is all that anyone name? ever knows. Oh. Well, good news. Detroit become become human is coming out later this year, and it's I'm gonna be. So, I can't exactly wait as to bad ironically buy it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. So you start, because it's a video game, you have to start like kind of underpowered with not a bunch of force. You, you play the Exile, who was a powerful Jedi at one point. This one, canon female. Yes, mm-hmm. the Exile is a canon female. Do you ever find out the name stuff. of the Exile? Mitra Surik. 
You can make your own name not in the a game. Great reveal. No, it's not a great no. name. <laughs> I would but, make my name uh, as I do in any game. Yes, Doctor Nine Thousand. <laughs> good name. <laughs> good name. Not really, but that's a good name. <laughs> that, I did make my Skyrim character Doctor Nine Thousand. <laughs> it's really in character. It made me funny. In universe. It made me laugh. Not made me funny. <laughs> that's when I got funny. It when made I... me funny. Honestly, you should be a comedian. Um, <laughs> professional community. What if I stand up back with just naming characters in Skyrim? <laughs> Someone would watch. My it. Tony Hawk creative character's name is Fartbot. <laughs> <laughs> All of your green characters just based on robots. Robot, robot. sex Robo. sound. <laughs> Doctor Robot sex sound. That's the best one so far. Um, so anyway, you have to start this game as an underpowered character, even though you're a Jedi. The way they work it into the game. To me, works really bad, better, really better. It works really bad. <laughs> works really better than um, Kotor One, it makes you funny. where they've like erased your mind and you have to relearn everything. In Kotor Two, there's like an explanation why your character is not as strong in the Force, and it has to do with being cut off from the Force, which is why I really loved seeing that again in the Last Jedi because your character in this game has been kind of cut off from the Force. It just seems like such a paradox to be cut off from the Force. I know. Does this game explore it, it at all? It is, yeah. This game really does explore. That's why I was so excited to see it in Last Jedi because it is all, co- like, so much of KOTOR is, too, is talking about the ramifications of being cut off from the Force. Oh. Through your character and through another character named Darth Nihilus, who had the same thing. Or Trey, the character name is Dark Nihilus. Yeah. Darth Nihilus. Very oh, on the nose. Boy. Come on. In the it's tradition of tradition. on the nose Sith names. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, there was one other. Oh, there's, there's a cool influence system in this game. Whereas the last one, all your characters, you had it when you recruited someone, they were either a good person or a bad ser- person. They were either a light side or dark side person. In this game, you can influence your companions through conversation, and it leads to learning more about them, getting in deeper conversations. And it's it's really cool because if you have someone who starts as a light side character and you have an influence on them throughout the game, they will end the game being a dark side character if you're if you're going that way. Which is very what? interesting the way they do it. And and it's again, it's a story reason because your character has this power. Un, like you don't you don't know it but you have a power to like convert people and to just like sort of get in their minds and oh. you're like influencing people without even realizing it and you don't find that out till way later in the game so those are just some of the mechanics that i really like about the game is they they work all of these cool mechanics into the story in a way that felt really natural and that i love now what you always talk about is the death of the force and yes. how the villain's <laughs> goal is to destroy the force. Yes. So how does that play out in this game? So there are three Sith Lords in this game. In between KOTOR 1 and this in this game, lots of stuff has happened. The Republic is nearly crumbling. Even No matter what Revan chooses in the first game, light side or dark side, the Republic is starting to crumble. The Sith Empire isn't doing much better. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much the whole galaxy is in like a bad state, and there are these three Sith lords that are left in the in the, the like the only ones that can. I guess there are some that can use the Force, but they're the three yeah. ones in power. You have Darth Nihilus, who we talked about. You have Darth Sion, who is keeping himself alive 
with the force. Like holding himself together yeah. with the force. His Keeping body his heart is like beating and everything. And together oh. and stuff. He's like Nebula from the Avengers. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's kind of like a zombie Sith Lord. And he's he's pretty scary. And then you have a third mysterious Sith Lord who hasn't revealed himself. Except they kind of have... And it's Dennis Quaid. And it's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I never thought. Actual I've Dennis... played the game five times. I've never <laughs> Actual Dennis Quaid. Darth Dennis Quaid. Darth Dennis Quaid. That's crazy. <laughs> no, but the third person... It, it, and this is where... In KOTOR 1, this would have been the twist. But in this game, you see it coming from the very first person you meet, who is Kreia. It's very obvious that she is the third Sith Lord, even though she never comes out and says, <laughs> "I'm an idiot." Then, because you, didn't, I, you I, didn't catch that she not was... for a while. Oh wow! I, I'm sorry. I always thought some of the uh, oh, what were they? The people with the white hair. Oh, like Atris and Atris. I always thought there was oh, something fithi- fishy about Atris. There stuff. is something fishy. with I know, Atris, but, but I always thought yeah. it was more leaning towards her than Kreia. But, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's not completely obvious, but Kreia wow. is is definitely. I mean, she tells you right from the beginning that she's like, everything I tell you is a lie. Like, you know, don't don't trust anything. Don't even trust me. Um, she wants you to think for yourself. She she pretty much comes out and tells you that she is manipulating you. And she's like your your first companion that you get in this game. Um, and she is the third. She ends up being the third Sith Lord, which is not really played as a twist because you get like a cutscene at some point of her as a Sith Lord. But she was also a Jedi at one point, and she also was in the middle. And she, uh, you find out later that she was the uh, she Revan's, was an Angelina Jolie. She was an Angelina Jolie. She was Revan's master when he was a Jedi, and oh, and she taught Revan before he, you know, and she was exiled from the Jedi Order just like you were exiled from the Jedi Order, like Ahsoka was, like Ahsoka was, because you find out that your character left the Jedi Order to go fight with Revan. But then before Revan turned to the dark side, you like once the war was over and the Mandalorians were defeated, you just left. You went back to the Order. They exiled you. You spent like years in the Outer Rim, not really knowing what was going on. And you didn't follow Revan once he became a Sith. So, <clears throat> okay, yeah. So I, I was just saying she never really hides her past from you. She'll she'll tell you stuff about who she was. And, you know, at one point she's like... You know, did you want to hear that I was a Sith or that I was a Jedi? It's like those. I want you to think beyond those titles. Those titles don't matter. She has one line which is really great. I don't know if I can find a clip of it, but she like, you ask her if is she a Jedi or is she a Sith? What do you wish to hear? That I once believed in the code of the Jedi? That I felt the call of the Sith? That perhaps once I held the galaxy by its throat? That for every good work that I did, I brought equal harm upon the galaxy? That perhaps what the greatest of the Sith Lords knew of evil they learned from me? Does it matter? Of course it does. Such titles allow you to break the galaxy into light and dark, categorize it. Perhaps I am neither, and I hold both as what they are, pieces of a whole. Know that I am your teacher, and that is enough. She's like, do you have to put the galaxy in such black and white, you know, mm. do you have to look at it through the lens of, of the right. Jedi and the Sith? Maybe I, I just see them both for what they are, parts of a whole, is what she calls the Jedi and the Sith. 
parts of a hole, which I always love that because. And I thought she said parts of a hole. Parts of a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she says parts of a hole. <laughs> right. But no, she she says that the pretty much she says that the Jedi and the Sith are just two sides of the same coin. Gotcha. You know, you have one and you have the other. And her stance is she's that, not Darth Darth Nihilist or whatever. No, she's not Darth Nihilist. She, she is. Be. She is Darth Treya. I know he's. She she is a nihilist. Treya. Treya. Betrayal. Yes. She is the Sith Lord of Betrayal. Is is what her title is. Oh my! Wait, like, you get nihilist, to be the Sith Lord of something? These ones did. Nihilist is the Sith Lord of Hunger. Scion is, is the, the Sith Lord of Pain. pain now pain, is Darth yeah. Dooku the Sith, Sith Lord, Lord of, of taking a dump? Taking a crap. Eat. He does eat a lot. He eats everything. He, he eats, should be like Darth Gluttonorg. Like food he and consumes life. Materiel. He consumes life. He consumes the force. I wouldn't call Cannibal? a nihilist someone who consumes life. What is he? Do you ever see? I, I, he has that skull thing. You never see skull what he is. Island. It, it was. It's never re- revealed who he is, where he came from. He appeared shortly after the Mandalorian Wars ended. He wasn't a Sith. Mandalorians is what if they should you, call that war. If you go through like lots of little details in the game, it kind of... You can, you, you can put a picture together of who Nihilus was. Through this game, do you collect like journal entries or mm-hmm. anything like that? Okay. Yeah, so you can read back on That sounds on some like stuff. the kind of thing they would do. Um, but it's it's guessed... I'm, I'm guessing that he was a Jedi who was at this big battle of Malachor where the Mandalorians were finally defeated. And because of all that happened, he tried to shut himself off from the Force, wasn't successful... And it opened, he became like what's described as a wound in the force. And now whenever he's near people, he just kind of like sucks the life out of them. Pretty much is what Nihilus does through the force. And he's always hungry and he's killed like entire worlds just by eating everybody. He should be Darth Jimmy Eats World. He should be. Instead of Darth Nihilus. Darth Jimmy. It'd make more sense than Darth Nihilus. Darth Jimmy Eats Worlds. Darth Jimmy Eats Worlds. (laughs) Eventually you find out that the exile you are and nihilists are kind of the same because you also had to shut yourself off from the force you think you think that the jedi did it but you shut yourself off from the force when like a mass destruction weapon happened on this planet malachor which showed up in later in rebels which i loved yeah um but you had to shut yourself off from the force because it was like if Obi-Wan had been near Alderaan when all that mm-hmm. happened, like how much he was affected by Alderaan that oh, far away. Sure, yeah. If you were like right next to Alderaan when it happened, you know how much more painful that would be. So that's what your exile did is you shut yourself off and so that you didn't feel all of those people dying at once, hmm. which is interesting. But what it does is it makes you a wound in the force the same way Nihilus is. So you can also sort of, you have the potential to take the life out of everybody. And and Treya tried to do it with Nihilus. She tried to make him the one because of this ability he has to suck the life out of everything and to get rid of the force in something. Because like when he when he does it, there is like no force left in the corpse or anything like that. It's just like a void to the force. It works differently though for Nihilus and the Exile though. Like with the Exile, isn't it like the longer people stay around you, the more they'll just follow you no yeah. matter what. Yeah, you kind of well, like suck you do. their personality out and yeah. they become like not mm-hmm. mindless because they're still people, but they are they're just willing to follow you wherever. Yeah. And and Nihilus, so she tried to train Nihilus and to use him to destroy the Force because if 
She doesn't want the galaxy to die. She doesn't want people to die. She wants the force to die. She failed with Nihilus. They kicked her out of being a Sith Lord pretty much because they realized what she was doing and how they didn't really want to die like that or they didn't want to stop using the force. So they kicked her out. She found you, who is kind of the same as Nihilus, and wants to use you to do the same thing hmm. and get rid of the Force. Now, can you wrap up your thoughts on Kotor 2 in five minutes or less? I don't know, man. I love this game so much. <laughs> well, talk, all right, then. I could talk about it for years. I want to mention... Talk about it for one year. I'll five minutes for or one year. year. Okay, one year. <laughs> the voice actor for Kray is really a whole, like, a lot of the reason why I think people love her and why I love her so much. Her performance is very good. It's really her good. Her name is Sarah Kesselman, and, like, Kessel, the Kessel run, but, sure. man. Uh, and if... I'd be afraid for her to show up in anything else and not be played by her because she just does such an excellent job. For created and not be for played created. by Sarah Yeah, for created and not be played by Is her. Is it kind of like Emperor minus Ian McDiarmid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't, it just wouldn't feel quite right. Even if someone's good at it. If Should they retire the Emperor in extended media after Ian McDiarmid dies? Probably. Who else would do it? I mean, what Sam Witwer can do a decent one, they, but. They can. This. Okay. People, <laughs> no, I I think of it from the point of like, what it, what more do we have to tell with Palpatine? Yeah. Right. Yeah. His story's been told. His story's kind of done, right? Do you feel like Kreia's story has been told, for the most part? Yeah, she's never coming back. Gotcha. <laughs> Kreia will never come back. So here's my question for to, you, as a lover of this game. Yeah. Uh, I guess for both of you, a lot of people want to see Knights of the Old Republic come back. And when I see this, I feel like they're just spewing thing I recognize that I like should be a thing again. Mm-hmm. Is there more to explore here, or do you feel like this is like a complete work that has explored the Knights of the Old Republic era sufficiently? No, I mean, I think you can tell a story in any era, including this one. There, there are more, because they continued this story in the online, the MMO. They tried. Right, yeah. Republic. They try to do a KOTOR 3. Like Revan, Revan comes back in that game, even though it's like set hundreds of it's years like, later. Yeah. It's very convoluted. But So like these characters came back later. I, I don't know if I want a remake of this game. But what about this era explored in like a movie or a TV show? Oh, I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd be totally fine. It, it'd be a so cool... This era is interesting. The, the oh, interesting, yeah. The, era, the interesting thing about this era, I think, is the dynamic between the Sith and the Jedi yeah. when they're on equal mm-hmm. grounds. Like, even in the prequels, you have... Even though the Sith won, you had... The Jedi should have done better. They had like thousands of Jedi to two Sith. Right. And in this era, they're very much on equal ground. Because in, in both games, they're equal. Like, first one, tons of Jedi, tons of Sith. Second one, there's three Sith. There's, like... Four Jedi left. Yeah. 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 And and you're, they think you're the last Jedi, even though there are other ones in hiding. And the whole game is finding those last Jedi, mm. warning them that the Sith are coming, trying to get them to help you. doesn't work out, because the Jedi are very dumb in this game. And they're very dumb in the last game. But at least in this game, you can call them out on being dumb. I would like <clears throat> oh, it's for me person hey guys <laughs> out of uh, oh. the frying pan and into the fryer that's what they say yes in these here parts of my body are ourselves <laughs> word plays when we get nervous <laughs> so what I would, I would like is um, I, I kind of like the whole Sith Jedi exploration but I I think I'm trying to think of a way that they would bring this into new canon and I think that I don't see it happening either, but yeah. I think they 
we're led to believe, and I think it's always going to be this way, that the Skywalker saga is always going to be, like, the pivot of canon. Like, it's it's not going to go too far forward or too far back. So I think anything would have to lend to the Skywalker saga. So there would have to be some sort of way that you could tie it in. And using, like, the Sith or the Jedi to explore, like, like a, a balance of the Force or what their idea of balance of the Force was or then, like, the Sith before became the rule of two or something like that. or mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I think, though... Like, I think they kind of did that with that idea in mind, though, before, didn't they? Like, with Darth Bane and everything. I don't know. I think they've... I kind of like this... I haven't read a lot of it, but what I've heard of it, I kind of like the story that exists about, like, the Jedi and the Sith already. I don't know if they need to tamper with that much, necessarily. Yeah. To me, a good story is a good story, and this exists. Mm-hmm. It's there for people to play, yeah. and, uh, you know, if you want it to be your headcanon, it can be. They only, I think, rebooted, like, Star Wars canon... Because Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford were old people. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, I think yeah. that's, like, the ages of the big three, like, is the reason we have yeah, the canon. You can't come back in and say, we, by the way, Thrawn was yeah, here. Yeah, Thrawn and, uh, That all happened, but we're old now, so we can't show you that. Right. So I like the idea of, like, every, all Knights of the Old Republic era stuff, kind of just, if they greenlit, hey, this is... We've get, we've blessed it well, with the canonicity, and it's it's an, an interesting position that no other Star Wars media is in right now because technically there are still new Old Republic stories being told in the MMO. Yeah, it's the only thing that is getting new stories that is not canon. Which I'm surprised is still up and running. I'm surprised people, it's still up and running. But yeah, really into that game. People I, still play it. It has to be niche because I hear nothing about it ever. I, I played it for a long... We both played, we played it for a long time. I, we, I played it for at least two, three years solid straight. I, wow. I still jump back in every once in a while when they release a new expansion with like a new storyline and everything. But it's been out for seven years, I think? Something like that. I mean, yeah. that game came was, in 2003. Yeah. Well, what? No, no. Well, KOTOR 2 came out in 2003. This Old Republic game, what was it, 2011 maybe? Somewhere Sounds around right, yeah. And it, so it was, it was made before Disney... Right, and and they just kind of let it keep going, and it's telling all these stories, and I think it's because it's set three thousand years before a yeah. new hope. It's kind of like who cares? You can tell all these stories; none of it matters because it's not going to affect anything. In Which, new by Canada. the way, has some really great stories in it as well. Yeah, like it, Bioware knows game. what it's doing. Yeah, it's a it's Bioware. Yeah, MMO. and new canon has only borrowed. Like when they borrow from, so they, they've already borrowed from existing old Republic stuff. Yeah, so kind of weird to revamp it now mm-hmm. i don't know well guys well let me just say a few <laughs> more things i know you have to go i just want to read one line from Kreia about why she wants the force to die this sure. is her philosophy <laughs> she is my favorite quote from the game it is said that the force has a will it has a destiny for us all i wield it but it uses us all and that is important to me she's a hypocrite she admits that she's a hypocrite she uses it but she hates it she says, because I hate the Force. I hate that it seems to have a will, that it would control us to achieve some measure of balance when countless lives are lost. So she she kind of plays the role of a Thanos a little bit. I was about to say. She doesn't... She ultimately, deep down, wants something good for the galaxy. She goes about mm-hmm. it in the wrong way. She's a... We just scratched the surface with Kreia, and I'm going to talk about her more. Because I, sure, yeah. I didn't get to talk about her much today. <laughs> And I didn't get to talk about any other characters. Jasmine and I might do another episode. Yeah. About too, without you guys. Wow. <laughs> you guys don't care that much. I understand. I like fine. being here and hearing about it from my friends. Okay. 
but jerks so she i like saying stuff every 12 minutes (laughs) (laughs) welcome to jasmine's life hey (laughs) (laughs) it's glittery in here what happened (laughs) uh but she she goes about it in the wrong way as much it goes about it in the wrong way but and i don't think she has a good heart or anything like that she's she's evil (laughs) thanos is evil but they are kind of convincing themselves that they're that they're doing some good interesting to watch i want to talk about the characters more someday yeah because that's just a brief synopsis of the of the the plot of kotor 2 i think it ends with you fighting kreia nice um because you dark side or light side which it's more nuanced in this game but you you don't want to lose the force either way Mm. in the galaxy yeah well, that's because that would be ridiculous. So <laughs> I would join her if I could. I, I wish that, I would. That's my biggest complaint. I wish you could join Kraya in the end and just see, and just see how that story is. Yeah. I'm surprised, know? honestly, there hasn't been like a a mod, a mod, a mod for it. Yeah, I know that is surprising. Yeah, that, that hmm. well. make that mod, Riley. In okay. that community, is Kraya as beloved as she is by you? Because I believe so. I don't know. I feel like I only want her talk about it. This is so a weird, like, problem that you have. This is have... A, no. This is a very niche game. Like, people don't talk about Kotor two very much because That's when it came out, it was panned because it was not a finished game when it came out. Right. And the ending is really what suffered the most. The ending in in the original game, you spend like five minutes talking with Kreia, and it just like it doesn't resolve anything the way that you wanted it. The to. first time I remember playing it. I just like it ended, and I had no idea the game was over. Is it, just it like ends. an artful yeah. lack of resolution, like The Last of no. Us, or is it just like, oh no. wait, we forgot to finish? It yeah. was they didn't have enough time to do the. That's what I've wanted. heard, but I, I don't trust people yeah. who play games. No, the the first time I played it too was unmodded, and it it does just kind of it leaves a, a sour taste in your mouth because it's just mm. over, and you're like that's because the game has been really good up until then. It's just like, well, that's it. It's just over. Like nothing happened really, and it's yeah. kind of a bummer. It's kind of like how can't buy nothing happened. Exactly like so. <laughs> if you've been listening for a year, then you know we were kidding about can't buy it. And also, thank you for doing that because this show is ridiculous and sometimes okay. And uh, we've talked about Kotor too for a long time. And it was you, a lot of Was it worth it, Riley? It was not enough time. If I'm no, going to be honest, I could talk I mean, here's the thing. three we don't more have, hours. We don't have all the time in the world, so it can't possibly <laughs> be enough time. But It'd be a shame if we if talked about it again next time week. If only we had the time stone. We might. We could just uh, record our own and insert it into this episode. I don't understand yes. what you guys want to talk about. <laughs> There's a lot more stuff to say. The we could talk we about even, next week. I have no plans. No, um... Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, review us on Twitter. Uh, send us a tweet on iTunes, and we send us a tweet on iTunes mm-hmm. and review and, us on Twitter. Yeah. And review yep. us on Twitter. Him. So shoot us an email on another lost podcast email.com. <laughs> no. no. And uh, for another week, we this has been another episode of delicately curated long form discussion of the international beloved Star Wars saga, Taylor the Marvel Fanatic, brought to you lovingly. I almost said willingly, <laughs> but that's not true. In weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. I think part of the reason why people Jasmine. didn't like Kraya at first is because Jake, like, that's me, she and Isaac. What if one of us is dead in a year? In a two-year anniversary episode is going to be really sad. <laughs> Guys, thanks uh, for listening. I know that uh, she doesn't want you to like be a lot of bloopers. Count any of the platitudes show. that the Jedi and, leave you with. You know, it's a silly with. show. We don't get to. She wants you to think for things. yourself. We don't want you to think about things too heavily. But really, she wants you to think herself. And we don't want you to like think too much about like politics or how the world works. That's kind of. 
of like part of the reason life. we want why, you to willingly just kind why of why people didn't like Freya in the beginning. Riley is moving buttons is because <laughs> because like see Bye. she doesn't want people like. Here's the thing about Kreia. She yells at you if you do the selfless and right thing all the time. So you think, well, I, she's obviously evil. She I wants me She wants me to do, like, the evil thing. But then if you, you do the evil thing, she she yells at you for doing the evil thing, too. So it, it frustrated people, I think. But, you know, to me, it's, it's like she was just trying to teach you, don't choose the light side. Don't choose the dark side option just because it's good or I want, I want to give you a good time of your co-tour, too. I know it's your hopes I know, and dreams. I know. It is my hopes and dreams. Um, <laughs> I think we can do both. We can do both. We can do both. What time is This will be a mega-sode. It's oh, it's only five. We got time. Your yeah. book won't take forever, right? We'll be focused. We'll be focused. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I don't know if it was my eye or it actually just like vibrated when we went to like the whole screen like <laughs> A minor earthquake just happened in the Columbus area where there are no tectonic plates actually <laughs> Remember the video game uh, of the movie tectonic? King Kong? Oh, where like you get bitten and like all of a sudden the screen are like pulsing and vibrating because like I never played did that, that game health. Like did every subsequent first-person shooter rip off that video game because yeah, that happens in like every shooter now where you get like you get uh, injured and your screen pulses and the why and Isaac you can shut up for a second why Jasmine and, and Riley can talk about this in a shooter at the moment when you need your reflexes the most why do they take away your ability to see things and aim properly I don't know get good stupid oh well <laughs> that's a good point now not good by the way is and this is true there were 28 minutes of previews when we saw Infinity War the second time. That's a lot of Yikes. previews. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not kidding. That's a lot of previews. It was a 7 o'clock showing. Mm -hmm. The movie started at 7.30. The movie theater in Chillicothe, Ohio, is a piece of butt crack, <laughs> but they play two previews before every movie every time. Well, that's good. Does which... your movie theater exist, like, in the 1930s or something? Which when there were only two other movies coming out the entire year? Jurassic... I think it was Jurassic World and Solo. Casablanca. And Solo. So... <laughs> Uh, but the the history. Aziz is just a tea sleeping. Uh, Aziz ain't sorry. <laughs> I sneeze. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, bad. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> so uh, the what's the show? Parts unknown. Master parts of nothing. recreation. Parts of recreation. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. Parks and recreation. Um, <laughs> Master of none. <laughs>